Henry Harder, the Renewal Singers, and I, Ed Peters, welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Acts chapter 20, focusing on verses 22 through 25. We are looking at Paul's farewell address to the elders of the Ephesian church as he returns to Jerusalem at the end of his third missionary journey. We have been looking at the opening of his address where he speaks of his past experiences with them. Beginning in verse 18, he tells them, You are well acquainted with my behavior among you from the day I first set foot in Asia and all the while since, how I have served the Lord with all humility in tears and in trials that befell me due to the plottings of the Jews, how I never failed to tell you what was to your benefit and to teach you in meetings and in homes how I bore testimony to both Jews and Greeks that they should repent before God and have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as we come to today's verses, Paul begins speaking of his present situation, and Luke continues as follows, beginning with verse 22, he writes, And now, you notice, I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. And what is going to happen to me, I do not know, except that the Holy Spirit in one city after another testifies to me that bonds and affliction await me. However, I am not concerned about anything. Neither is my life dear to me except to finish my course and the ministry which I accepted from the Lord Jesus to bear witness to the gospel of the grace of God. And now observe, I know that you all among whom I have gone in and out as herald of the kingdom, shall see my face no more. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee, their trust in thee, their trust in thee. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thy There are those that believe that Paul was wrong to go to Jerusalem at this time. He should have listened to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. But if you remember back in chapter 16, where he was forbidden by the Spirit of God to preach in Asia, God put up roadblocks that directed him to Europe. There is no roadblock here. Rather, the Spirit of God reveals to Paul just what he will be walking into when he arrives in Jerusalem. Paul makes it clear that he realizes that he will suffer if he goes to Jerusalem. He says that he is willing to lay down his life for the sake of Christ. Now here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Paul is on his way back home to Jerusalem. At a stopover of several days in the port of Miletus, 30 miles south of Ephesus, 
he has called the elders of the Ephesian church to meet him there. There he speaks a farewell message to them. In a few strokes, he first reviews the past. He had been in Ephesus the better part of three years. Paul said that while there, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plots of the Jews, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. That's how things were in the past. Now Paul focuses on the present. Here is how things are, Paul says. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task, the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Now I know, he continues, that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. That's the present situation. Those are the circumstances. He is bound by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem. There is no choice there. Although through people with the gift of prophecy, the Holy Spirit had warned Paul in every city that hardships and troubles were awaiting him in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit compels, but also warns. Both compulsion and warning were impressed upon Paul at various points on his trip. He feared what might happen to him, but the Holy Spirit compelled him to go, so he went. Furthermore, the churches in Galatia, Macedonia, Achaia, and Asia had sent gifts to help the poor Christians in Jerusalem, and he wanted to be involved in bringing the gift to them. So Paul knew that tough times awaited him in Jerusalem. Looking ahead, we know that his fears were well-founded. But at this time, Paul didn't know what the hardships might include. But knowing he was going to face them, how did Paul react? What had priority in his life? Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Every person has a built-in sense of self-preservation. So did Paul. But life or death really didn't matter. Other things had prior claim on Paul. What mattered was to finish the race and complete the task which the Lord Jesus had laid out for him. If I take those words to be norms for every Christian, then God does have a plan laid out for every life. It's laid out, presumably before that life ever starts. God has a plan for Paul, for you and me. It's laid out. How detailed it is, I don't know. I doubt that it includes every second, or does it? The problem isn't knowing or not knowing it that bothered Paul. He doesn't commit himself to trying to find it. He commits himself to doing it 
Knowing it isn't important at all. Being willing to do it is. Paul knew the plan was laid out like a track in preparation for a race. It's mapped out. You've never run this track before. You can't take a trial run and see how it's laid out. Life doesn't work that way. Paul's concern was not knowing the track, but running and finishing it. Completing the plan of God, finishing the race, and going all the way to the end of the track, that's what was important to Paul. I can imagine Paul saying to the Lord, I really don't care what the track is or what obstacles are on it. I just want to finish it. Paul didn't want to stop short. He didn't want to abort God's plan for him. While he wanted to finish, Paul did know when the finish line came. He knew the termination. He knew when to quit. Paul wrote to Timothy sometime later these words, I have finished the race. Paul knew it was quitting time. To Paul, the race was a sacred trust, and God determined how it was to be run and when it was to be over. He determined how it was to be conducted and when it was to be concluded. Paul didn't know the details of life's race. He just wanted to be sure to finish right. That was a tremendous incentive for this apostle. Testifying to the gospel of the grace of God was entrusted to him, and he dare not abort that race or fail in that plan. Interesting that Paul should emphasize the grace of God. God's plan for Paul was that he should bring a new understanding of the grace of God to the people of the world, to his generation, and to the generations that should follow. We in our generation, the 20th century, know about the grace of God because Paul finished his course. Listen to these fantastic words again. Paul says, I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. You and I can know and experience God's grace because Paul stuck with it. Jesus, too, finished his course that God laid out for him. Here are the renewal singers with an absolutely fantastic song called It Is Finished. There's a line that's been drawn through the ages On that line stands an old rugged cross On that cross a battle is raging Yeah. 
Sports News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.